Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-host, Anastasia. Our next Starseed Quest to Arkansas will be on Pleiadian lineup May 17th through the 20th. This is a soul family reunion, and starseeds with at least one galactic marking on their charts are eligible to attend. Uh, If you're not sure you have that, just email crystals at starseedhotline.com, and we'll be happy to take a quick look at your chart and let you know. We have a great show for you tonight. Light therapy systems have been around for 36 years and are FDA cleared for increasing circulation, decreasing pain, decreased muscle stiffness and muscle spasms through the release of nitric oxide, ATP production, and cellular repair. Joining us tonight are two experts in the field, Wesley Burwell and Penny Menno. Wesley is the owner-operator of Awakenings Wellness Center, integrative health consultant, and international speaker on light therapy through numerous podcasts, radio, and television shows. He is also the engineer-designer of many light therapy systems, as well as a teacher in their use. Joining him is Penny Menno, a lifelong horse whisperer, who has brought countless horses back from the brink of euthanasia using light therapy. She works at Riverbend Equestrian Center in Jupiter, Florida. Penny's mastery of using the light system has helped mentally unstable, fearful horses back to balance and return them to normal, and using light therapy, she can stop a colic in 20 minutes, which is the major cause of death in the horse world. Animals respond very well to light therapy, with many vets now using light therapy. There have been over 8,000 studies proving the effectiveness of light therapy and its myriad of benefits. On our show description, there is a free video link available anytime to those wanting to learn more. And you can check out this website, inlighttherapyinc.com. And Wesley and Penny are available for consultation, and um, we will announce that information uh, once we get them on the air. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest and hope to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we would like to thank Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment. On another note, if you are an experienced astrologer and are ready to learn advanced starseed astrology, please email me, ariel at starseedhotline.com, which is our main website where we have the stage one starseed confirmations based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your um, astrological chart, and the stage two session is a one-on-one Zoom session. We also have a new daily transit service to help you navigate your life and mission with greater success 
even if you know little or nothing about astrology. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you're going to get a window of 10 hours of great manifestation power. Find out exactly when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And if you order that a week or two before your birthday, that's plenty of time. But if you want a reading of that chart, make that about two months before your birthday. So let me get back here to the other page. First up is Anastasia with her fabulous Starseed News. Hi, Ariel. Good evening, everybody. Great to be with you on this very cold Tuesday morning, evening, morning, evening. You see, I'm so cold, I don't know what time of day it is. (laughs) I am freezing, people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is quite a time. Well, I'm going to try to warm you up with some good stories tonight and warm myself in the meantime. (laughs) So bear (laughs) with me. I'm just a little bit chilled around the edges here tonight. Well, we're going to have a good news roundup, so let's start by talking about our country, about the size of the United States of America. You know, I had occurred to me, I'd always assumed that there was no way that we could ever build our country by adding more land, but was I ever wrong? America has grown by 400,000 square miles in this week. That's right. The United States proper has just grown by a whopping million square kilometers, or 400,000 square miles, which is the size of two states of California. The U.S. State Department enlarged the country's geography, citing international law, by defining how far under the sea the continental shelf extends. Underwater, people... The new additions are spread across seven areas of ocean, and more than half of the claim is in the Arctic. A former Alaska lieutenant governor said, America is larger now than it was yesterday. He's the former chair of the U.S. Arctic Research Commission. He said, it's not quite the Louisiana Purchase. It's not quite the Purchase of Alaska. But the new area of land and subsurface resources under the land controlled by the United States is two Californias larger. The State Department project director said it took multi-agency efforts over two decades for scientists to collect information about the shape of the seafloor and to measure sediment layers. He said 40 missions at sea, going to areas that we've never explored before, finding entire seamounts we didn't even know existed. Well, the State Department says the extended continental shelf claim was made according to the provisions of the 1982 United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea. So, wow. The ground, the shelf that we're on, our, our little part of this world goes underwater, and it got laid claim to. So there you have it. I think that's wild. <laughs> All right. Well, they, the, the article went on to say they were careful uh, to observe and to keep the agreements that we had with Russia for some time. We didn't uh, cross over into that territory, and that's good. But we don't want to get into a pickle over some uh, some land. People have always fought over land, but I guess nobody's claimed this because it's underwater, so it's all good, everybody. It's all good. <laughs> well, <laughs> scientists have discovered a brand-new way to get Alzheimer's drugs into the brain very much faster with this new ultrasound tool. They say this is very exciting because it could improve the efficacy of Alzheimer's drugs. This is according to Associated Press. That's fantastic. Wow. Tremendous. 
And we have some good news about manatees. In Florida's Mosquito Lagoon, a recent effort to restore seagrasses has been successful enough to maintain the local manatees who had lost their main food source. Bringing back seagrasses helps more than manatees. Seagrasses are the ecosystem engineers that support enormous numbers of other species. It stabilizes sediments and sequesters and stores twice as much carbon as forests. Underwater vegetation is critical to the environment of the planet. And now across the world, countries, nations, states, groups are trying to restore the underwater forests, in this case, seagrasses. And it's getting to be successful, which is tremendous, just tremendous. You know, uh, I wish people had been aware 100 years ago of the interconnectedness of everything on this planet, how the balance of animals and vegetable minerals, all of that, all forms of life on the planet balance each other out and how important it is to maintain that balance. People didn't know that then. They were far more into conquering the world. But as we have come along and we become more aware, certainly, if not more enlightened, who's to say, but certainly more aware of the interconnectedness of things, we are now just beginning to become better stewards over the planet. And I find that to be extremely good news. Fabulous, incredible, and it's working. Well, Australian researchers at the Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute in Melbourne have succeeded in regenerating damaged pancreatic cells. These cells can now produce insulin and functionally respond to blood glucose levels in people. That is unbelievable. This is a brand new therapeutic approach that has the potential to become the first disease-modifying treatment for diabetes. They can turn it around. They can heal damaged pancreatic cells. Awesome. Unbelievable. Tremendous. Uh, Years ago, just only in one's dreams. That would be a true breakthrough. Well, I don't know if any of you thought of it. A lot of our listeners are younger, some not. But there used to be something called supersonic airplanes in the United States that would travel through the skies and leave these big sonic booms, very loud, shake the windows, thunder. It sounds like thunder, only very palpable, scare animals half to death. Well, they banished those uh, supersonic airplanes because of the disruptions they were, the sound was creating on the ground. But now... They're bringing them back because NASA has unveiled something they call the X-59. It's a really incredible-looking airplane. It, gosh, it's, the design is really something. And it is now the first supersonic airplane that has no supersonic booms. So it will travel across the country very super-duper fast, faster than the speed of sound, getting from New York to Los Angeles in record time without the sonic booms. That's another huge breakthrough, huge. Well, I ask you, what time is it right now? Well, it depends on your time zone, doesn't it? And uh, Eastern time zone, it's 7-11. Central time zone, it's 6-11 and so on. In Europe, in England, it's uh, what? 12-11, I think. 11-11. Anyway. Yeah, at least five hours ahead. ahead. But, But my question to you is, what time is it on the moon? Huh? You ever think about that? you have enough time on your hands that you ever wonder such a fantastic question as that? Who would need to know? Well, a lot of people need to know because the coming decade is going to see a resurgence in lunar exploration. There's going to be dozens of missions, and there's plans to establish permanent bases on the moon. 
Now, these endeavors pose a whole lot of challenges, and among them is a subtle but very fundamental question that meteorologists worldwide are trying to answer. What time is it on the moon? According to an aerospace engineer who leads this coalition, she said, we're just starting to lay this out. Now, the moon doesn't currently have an independent time. Each lunar mission uses its own time scale that is linked through its handlers on Earth to coordinated universal time, or UTC, universal time. Now, that's the standard against which the planet clocks are set. But this method is relatively imprecise, and spacecraft exploring the moon don't synchronize the time with each other, which will become a problem when there are multiple craft working together. Can't have that. So space agencies will also want to track them using satellite navigation, which relies on exactly precise timing. Now, it's not obvious what form a universal lunar time would take. Clocks on Earth and the Moon naturally tick at different speeds because of the differing gravitational fields of the two bodies. Official lunar time could be based on a clock system designed to synchronize with UTC, or it could be independent of Earth time. Representatives of space agencies and academic organizations worldwide met in November to start drafting, uh, a couple of years ago, by the way, not last year, the year before, to start drafting recommendations on how to define lunar time, and they said they have to make decisions. Now, I haven't heard anything. There's no update so far about what they decided. But they said if an official lunar time is not established, space agencies and private companies will come up with their own solution, she says. That may have already happened. She said they want to raise the alert to get mutual cooperation before people just started doing things on their own willy-nilly. So, <laughs> interesting question. And uh, technology provides so many opportunities, but poses so many new and intriguing questions. So, if you ever wonder what time it is, don't forget the moon. What time is it on the moon? Well, for those of you who like to watch birds, I do. I think birds are you have to be very patient, by the way. I'm not really very good at it. <laughs> I'm not a birder officially. No way. No patience. But many people who like birds are going to want one of these. Uh, it seems now that the ease of wildlife identification got even easier because a sports optics manufacturer called Sportsky, Savortsky Optic has created something called Merlin and made it into a pair of high-end binoculars that will name birds and other animals for a total of 9,000 species at the touch of a button. If you're using the binoculars, they will bring the target creature into focus manually. And then the, the person who's looking through the binoculars will press a button, and the system then conducts call, something called the Merlin Bird ID database, and it will tell you on the screen of your binoculars the name of your bird or whether wow. it's a fox, or whatever it might be that you're looking at, a butterfly, a kind of butterfly, an insect. Is it a bumblebee or a honeybee? What is it? Other settings on the dial activate the camera and a compass and mark objects so that the binoculars can be handed to a friend who will then be guided by direction arrows to the item of interest. So they will be able to find and see exactly what you are looking at which is just unimaginable with regular binoculars, can't be done. Mm. So these smart binoculars 
care uh, for future proofing by downloading system updates, and they will potentially allow third-party developers to come up with new digital functions for the system. In other words, they're going to make it more complicated, but, but make it more useful across uh, applications. They say the binoculars are not just smart. They look smart because they have been designed by somebody very special who had a priority on modern appearance and the intuitive handling for the smart binoculars. In fact, they showed a picture of them, and they really are kind of weird looking. They don't look like your daddy's binoculars, that's for sure. There is one drawback. They say the binoculars are going to go on sale next month, and guess for how much? Would you like to buy a pair? They're almost $5,000. In fact, $4,799. Now, we could give it a few years, and technology like that is a way of coming down and getting more affordable. But when it gets affordable, that would be a really cool thing to have. You're looking at a wax wing. You don't know what it is. The uh, binoculars will identify it for you. You can become a bird expert virtually instantaneously and impress all of your friends if you could just (laughs) have this $5,000 pair of binoculars. It's pretty cool, though. It really is. Pretty amazing. Well, this is, now on a serious side and a really serious note, this is a tremendous story. This is a, I repeat, a tremendous story for lots of reasons. I will not editorialize. I'm going to share it with you, and you draw your own conclusions. It won't take much for you to see what a breakthrough this is. There is a new cancer test that's going to change everything. It's a simple blood test that will identify at least 18 early-stage cancers, and it will be a medical game-changer, according to all the scientists who know about this. It's a new generation of cancer tests that will screen for early-stage tumors from all major organs. For years, scientists have been trying to develop tests to pick up early signs of cancer before symptoms develop and to improve the prognosis, of course. But they've only had limited success, very limited success. However, this new technique developed by a U.S. company has been created that looks for proteins in the blood linked to 18 different cancers from all major organs, including the bladder, prostate, brain, liver, lungs, and pancreas. That's just a few. And in the study, published in the journal BMJ Oncology, the new test identified 93% of stage 1 cancers in men and 84% in women. Now, this is just a blood test. That's it. This trial was run by test maker Novolena, which said it represents a major leap in cancer screening. Now, they only uh, tested 440 people in this trial. They say more, more research is needed, but tremendous progress. The researchers said that their test outperforms existing technologies and absolutely gives a more efficient approach for early cancer detection much easier on the patients, much more reliable, incredible. They say there are a few existing blood tests that can detect, detect, excuse me, detect cancer, but often just a rare type with limited reliability. In their study, they wrote, these findings pave the way for a cost-effective, highly accurate, multi-cancer screening test that can be implemented on a population-wide scale. This could reshape screening guidelines, making this plasma test a standard part of routine checkups. That is something that people have wished for for generations, and here it is. That is a huge breakthrough. Well, in Hawaii, a huge battery has replaced Hawaii's last coal plant, 
as something called Plus Powers Kapolei Battery is now officially online. Sorry, I didn't say that with Hawaiian accent. But they have a big <laughs> battery plant in Hawaii. It's a pioneering project, and it's a leading example of how to shift crucial grid functions from fossil fueled plants to clean battery energy. This 158 Tesla megapacks are charging and discharging based on signals from the utility Hawaiian Electric. The plant's 185 megawatts of instantaneous discharge capacity match what the old coal plant could inject into the grid. And through the batteries, it reacts far more quickly with a 250 millisecond response time. That's fast. Instead of generating power, they absorb it from the grid, ideally when it's flush with renewable generation, and deliver that cheap, clean power back in the evening hours when it's needed. A new way of storing uh, power and returning it back to the grid. This is a real breakthrough. Doing it with battery power instead of coal. Great. Well, California beavers are happy because the California Department of Fish and Wildlife has released a family of seven beavers into the wilderness of Plumas County in an effect to reestablish a breeding population. And they have built their homes for the winter, signaling a successful transition to the wild. This is the first time in over 70 years that the state of California has worked to restore beaver populations with the new hope that a thriving beaver community will help maintain the mountain meadow ecosystem. I'll say, you know, there's been a tremendous effort now to restore rivers into their natural state, to to take down dams and restore the rivers, and now they're bringing back the beavers. They want the beavers back. They're kind of sorry they took the beavers, and um, it will bring the whole ecosystems back online. just as Mother Nature wanted them. Beavers are very important. And that's really very good news for for the environment. All right. Well, a couple more stories, and then we'll be done. This is, you're not going to believe this story. A man is going to leave his billions of dollars to his gardener. Yeah. This man is a descendant of something you might have heard of, the Hermes Luxury Goods Empire. And, uh, The man that runs that now is reportedly planning to adopt his former gardener so he can bequeath him at least half of the $13 billion fortune. Now, this company is a luxury French fashion house founded in 1837 by somebody named Theory Hermes. Its specialization is in accessories and leather goods. It's uh, very pricey. It's known for its luxury handbags, silk scarves, and ties. Well, today, the uh, head of this company named Nicholas, who is, by the way, a fifth-generation descendant of the founder, has started the legal process of formally adopting a 51-year-old former gardener and handyman so that he can bequeath him a big chunk of his fortune. Nicholas, the 80-year-old, lives in tax-friendly Switzerland and is thought to be the largest shareholder of the company with a stake of around 6%. And the company is valued at $233 billion, makes his shares worth at least $13 billion. He may have more than that. That's just the shares in the company. The old man is single and childless, and he's decided to turn his fortune upside down. He wants to pass his wealth to a former employee from a modest Moroccan family. The newspaper said the unnamed Moroccan man is married to a woman of Spanish origin. They have two children. 
and that Mr. Nicholas refers to them as his children, his daughter-in-law, and his adopted son. It is said that he was particularly touched at the way they looked after him during the COVID pandemic. As is often the case when vast fortunes aren't handled the way others expect expect you to do, they say there's likely to be a whole raft of legal battles about this one. Everybody wants the money. But be that as it may, it's probable that a humble gardener and his family will likely become fabulously wealthy at some point thanks to their kindness and support for this reclusive billionaire. And a potentially dangerous, disastrous gas link was detected underground in a quiet Philadelphia neighborhood by a pet doggy. In very good na- news for everybody in the neighborhood, the dog, who's a husky, named Chanel, trusted her intuition and listened excuse me, the woman, the owner of the dog named Chanel, trusted her intuition and listened to her dog, her four-year-old husky, what the dog was trying to tell her. Because the dog was busy digging a hole in her front yard. And she watched the dog dig and dig and dig. But as it got larger and larger, she started to pay attention. She said, he's a digger anyway. I trust his judgment, but this really isn't typical. He has great senses and he never digs up holes unless he's doing something important like burying a bone or helping me dig in the garden. Something seemed wrong. Something was up. Well, it comes to find out that the woman had a gas leak in her house in December. The hole went under the sidewalk, and there was a big leak in the yard. Um, She found out that because they called a gas company, and they said it was a cataclysmic amount of gas. It could have blown up the entire neighborhood. Oh my. They said if the dog hadn't dug the hole, if he didn't find it when he did, the consequences would have been truly awful for her and all of the houses around her. This happened just before Christmas. She said, it feels amazing to know that my dog saved our block. I'm very thankful to have him. I hope that this spreads awareness to others about the dangers and severities of glass leaks, gas leaks and to pay attention to your fur babies. Pay attention. <laughs> They're giving you a warning. Isn't that something? Save the whole neighborhood. Wow. All right. I have a winter quote for you. She said, this is Candace Bushnell who said this. She said, thank goodness for the first snow. It was a reminder, no matter how, how old you became and how much you'd seen, that things could still be new if you were willing to believe that they still mattered. And I I wanted to share that with you this evening because in my practice and in my observation of people from day to day, I'm struck by the fact that for many and more people, things seem to matter less and less and less. And, you know, if things don't matter, if we stop caring, we can't be helped and the world can't change. And sometimes we get bored with everything. We think we've seen it all. Life is so boring. We get disinterested. We allow ourselves to drift, and we forget how to care. I heard something from someone today who told me that she didn't think so much about compassion anymore. She didn't think it was that important. And that's how it sometimes seems, that caring isn't all that important, that maybe being aloof and maybe being detached is a more spiritual way to be. But I'm going to challenge that idea. Caring is very important. 
and there is always an opportunity for things to be new. If we're bored, if we're disenchanted, the problem isn't with life. It's with us. We have to be willing to believe that things matter. And once you're willing to believe it, you will discover that it matters very much. And when it matters, you live for a reason and a purpose. When it matters, your vitality, your health, your outlook are all important. Not so much because you are so important, but because you are part of the collective, part of the greater whole, and in such you are needed, very much needed, and very much wanted. And that gives life meaning, and it gives you purpose, and it brings you joy. So from my heart to each one of you, everyone, remember to care, because no matter how much you've seen, things will always be new if you believe it still matters. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you, Ariel. It's going to be a wonderful show tonight. Very interested in all of this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We've got some really exciting things to talk about. It's exciting. It's incredible. Right in line with all of this new cutting-edge things. It's What a time we live in. It's really exciting. It is exciting. We have a lot to be thankful for. And I'm thankful for all of you, by the way. All right. I'm going to let you go to the guest. (laughs) Good night, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye. So I am going to get your mic open, uh, Penny and Wes. Let me get up to that. Okay, there's the button. Welcome to the show, Wesley and Penny. It's just such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure to be with you as well. Oh, well, um, we want to talk all about light therapy. And um, with can we just kind of start with a little bit of like history? Uh, and Wes, I think that would be uh, something that you can speak to. Um, when, how long have you been involved with or designing light systems? Um, well, I got involved back in uh, 2006. Uh, I was utilizing um, laser therapy specifically. Uh, I had the pleasure to be <laughs> invited down to uh, a gathering in North or North Carolina. I went down there because my sister-in-law, she was pretty much recovering from a cancer surgery. Um, we'd, I'd kind of helped work on her to help shrink down the tumor. But then once it got small enough, because it was so close to the heart, they decided to have an operation. Well, they hit the phrenic nerve, and unfortunately, she was not able to breathe uh, on the right-hand side. So everything was kind of falling into place in relation to light therapy was the best thing to regenerate nerves. So I went down to, got in my car, drove 12 hours, and drove down to North Car- Mooresville, North Carolina, and listened to a seminar. And at the end of the seminar, there was a woman who was brought in at the very beginning who had had a stroke previously, uh, and she was paralyzed on the whole left side of her body. And so, of course, he, he was kind of a bit of a smart-ass, but it's who he was. And he said, oh, um, I, I, I need, need somebody to be my, my guinea pig sort of thing. So he walked over and started working on her. And in less than 15 minutes he was able to turn this woman's body back on. So I was like standing beside him and he, he stood back after he did some work on her and he said, um, I want you to try and raise your left hand. Well, 
she was paralyzed on the whole left side. She couldn't even move it. And so he said, no, I'm not kidding. But the woman kind of sat there and, and, you know, gave a sarcastic smile. But what I noticed right away was it actually went all the way across her face, about halfway. <laughs> and I went, whoa, something happened. So she gave it a call to try, and sure enough, she was able to actually lift her arm up. And so he worked on her for another five to seven minutes, uh, opened up some of the lymphatic system, and next thing you know, she was able to open and close her hand, raise her arm to shoulder height, and less than 20 minutes, and I was, like, blown away. So I got my first light device then, drove back and started using it on my sister-in-law and got her from 5 to 7% lung function up to uh, 75% in less than three weeks. So, wow. And then from there, we continued to progress. So that was my initialization into the light therapy field and was blown away. And of course, after that experience, I, I tried it on everything, including the neighbor's cat, just to see what this thing could really do. Knowing full well, it's like it's not dangerous as long as you you know you don't over overdo the area because there's no point in that. So mm-hmm. that's how I got started. <laughs> wow! And then so, um, and since then, you you've become uh, you've designed systems yourself. Yes, yeah, so I've spent time over in China. Uh, I produced three different handheld devices. Um, which they're privately marketed, and I'm kind of under contract not to talk about them, um, but also um, a face mask for beauty applications, um, a couple other devices that are used for helping to recover from head trauma and concussions and, and brain issues in specific. What kind of brain issues? Uh, traumatic brain injury, uh, concussions, stroke, all different types, anything, anything that can go wrong to the brain, in, in essence. Um, that was kind of one of the big focuses. Like I had, I opened two wellness clinics and used light therapy primarily as my, my weapon of choice, I call it, uh, to help stimulate the brain, the nervous system to rebound from whatever that happened to it. Because all we have is pretty much medications to try to stabilize and balance the person. But yet it's, it's, you know, the lower form of life to live, uh, being medicated where you feel like you're you know, kind of half in and half out. Whereas mm-hmm. utilizing life therapy, we were able to help bring a lot of these people back and get their life back so that they weren't, you know, easily triggered, you know, couldn't remember things. Um, like it, it helps on all realms of that. And I was one of the pioneers that was actually helping people to utilize it, uh, knowing full well that we could get it to pass through the skull and directly act, activate the brain tissue. And so I argued with my colleagues for years until finally they, they, <laughs> the research came out where they found that the brain actually has a lymphatic system back in 2015. But I have been doing this since 2009, uh, turning people's bodies back on from strokes and everything else back in 2000, 2009. And so, yeah, um, never ever got an apology from any of them, but doesn't really matter. <laughs> Helped lots of people, and then they got on board on top of it. So it was all good all the way around. Yeah. Have you ever um, worked with people who've been struck by lightning? I have not had the pleasure as of. How do you? I mean, do you think that that would be? Um, uh, what is the word? You know, uh, effective. 
understanding, you know, how to, uh, I, I guess, well, fix those short circuits. Yeah, well, it's it, when you get struck by lightning, it, it pretty much is a, a huge, huge amount of energy uh, from an electron basis that enters the body. Like we're talking gigawatts of energy, and essentially, it's like the nervous system ends up being a struck match. Uh, all the dendrites and, and axons and everything else can get fried, but I have never seen anything in my experience that has the ability to regenerate nerves. Like there's there's studies that show that using light therapy will help with somebody who has Parkinson's where it will actually help the axonal body as well as the dendrites to repair themselves and you know, they can they can get back their memory, their cognitive function and even shut down the tremors. Wow. Yep. Wow. So um Let's let's go on now to some of the uh, just hit hit some uh, topics of um, how what how does the light do what it does? Um, what does it promote in the body? I mean, I know it's nitric oxide and ATP, but we need to explain um, those mechanisms. Sure, um, our cells actually have what they call chromophores, and. The inside each cell, at the age of 21, you have like over 2,500 mitochondria. These are like little organelles, kind of like a miniature liver <laughs> inside each one of those cells, which is responsible for producing, uh, metabolizing pretty much sugar and oxygen in particular and phosphates to be able to produce kind of like gasoline for an engine. And so... This is what runs the whole cell mechanics, and light therapy has been shown to actually increase uh, what they call ATP, adenosine triphosphate, up to 250%. So for a brain that's, that's damaged and or um, has had a stroke, that's where we can actually boost up its energy-producing capability so it, it goes out of our brownout state. It, it's still viable and healthy, it's just that it's suffocated because of the surrounding blood and what have you. And so we can actually wake it up, and then it starts to detoxify, not just itself, but it's the surrounding area. And that's there in how we can recover somebody from stroke and or even amyloid plaques in the case of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, even dementia in particular. So that's one of the key factors, but we also have the ability to boost nitric oxide production wherever we're putting the lights. And it works directly with the hemoglobin and the myoglobin from the blood. And so it doesn't require, per se, an enzymatic real, uh, action, which is the normal facilitation. Because when we're 21, we produce all the nitric oxide we need. But at the age of 40, by the time you hit 40, you're producing 50% of that. And it's just more or less a, a, a slow decline in relation to aging. You know, by the time you're 60, you're only producing 15% of what you did at 20. So this is why you see the onset of so many different types of conditions, diseases, what have you. But the light therapy doesn't care. It's like as soon as you put it on, you're activating all of those key chemical processes from outside the body to stimulate and put the body back into a younger state, period. Wow. Wow. So um, if... Uh, for for example, um, when you're, you're talking about red light, are you talking about the um, the 
the frequency of the light, or are you talking? There's, I know there's different. There's red. There's near infrared. Um, you know, there's. I've seen blue and amber and green, and uh, so can you kind of decode that for us? Well, each different color actually has, and, and let's just back up and stick to the research. But near infrared. Uh, um, pretty much has the ability to penetrate deeper into the body, and it's highly absorbed by bone, uh, as well as you know, cartilage and ligaments, the denser tissues of the body. So we're able to do that, but also all the blood passing, you know, through those, you know, from surface down to, you know, like four inches into the body, we have the ability to activate all of that. So we're creating rapid vasodilation, which just means opening up the blood vessels by up to 62%. Um, getting better blood supply. The, the stress response creates almost like a throttling or choking effect in relation to the tissue. And so when we put lights on, it's like we're activating a whole host of chemical responses. Nitric oxide is pretty much, the, they call it the miracle molecule because it's there active, helping to maintain and regulate everything in your body. Now, that's not just the cardiovascular system, but we're talking actually right down to the cellular aspect of like heart cells, kidney cells, thyroid cells, adrenal, everything. So there isn't anything that nitric oxide is not interplaying with. And that's just, they have 24 primary benefits, but it's almost like a billiard ball effect where, you know, you've got a whole rack of balls and the billiard ball is just the key piece. Well, that's the nitric oxide. When it hits the rack and all the balls go, go flying, it's like it's putting... Each one of those balls represents another chemical reaction that you've just incited, which is benefiting the body, period. This is like, it's, it's a multitude of things. Like, yeah, it's, it's just so far reaching. Like, I, I could talk for days on, on all the different chemical reactions, but I'm sure I'd lose 90% of the people because <laughs> it's very complex. But it's, but it's, it's just amazing uh, on how, you know, how far reaching it is in every system of the body. Um, so, I mean, in my my limited understanding, I, I might know Nick more than, than my next door neighbor. But um, so there's like uh, 660 nanometers is like the typical. I mean, that's what I have. I have the torch, which is it's just like a small flashlight, but yep. um, it it doesn't go that deep. So, no, well, I mean, um, and therefore you can't yeah, really hurt yourself with it. Well, no, the, the first law of photochemistry is you need to deliver the energy or the light down to where you want the action to occur. And, of course, near-infrared has the ability to penetrate up to four inches into the body. And that's, that's not power dependent. Like, it doesn't matter how much power you're pushing. The wavelength itself, or also known as frequency, has the ability to penetrate to that depth. Red light, on the other hand, has the ability to penetrate about approximately an inch into the system. But what the company has kind of created with this system is by teaming the near-infrared, you create a warming effect, which is called the browning effect, where you get cellular movement going. That allows for deeper penetration of whatever you team it with, be it blue light or red light, so we can actually go even further down and affect tissues at a deeper level. And most of the, the pads specifically... Uh, are always teamed near infrared with red or near infrared with blue or near infrared with blue and red. So it, it's, 
it's helping to increase those levels. Blue light is is it's got a very short wavelength, so it it gets highly picked up on the surface of the skin, and it's used a lot in salons and cosmetics. It's highly antiviral as well because uh, when it comes to smaller smaller uh, species of bacteria, even MRSA, blue light can actually eradicate it because it creates high oxidative damage. Now, it'll do the same thing to the cells, but a cell is huge in comparison to a bacteria. A bacteria is like a speck in relation to a cell in size-wise. So it'll destroy the smaller things, create slight mild damage, but that actually benefits the body because it will trigger uh, an oxidative stress condition and then the body kicks back with an immune response which will allow it to correct and fix itself all at the same time. So it's very cohesive in, in application. Wow. So, I mean, I saw on the um, little research on your on your um, your company's website and other things where, you know, the, the blue light is, is really good for, uh, I guess you would maybe call pathogens, whether it's bacteria, virus, fungus, things like that yep. that are, you know, closer to the surface. Um, and then um, the I, I, I'm got it, I've got it confused now in my mind, but there's green light and amber light. Um, and what, do you do you have any information on that? Yeah, they're still being those those colors are still being researched, and there's not as much uh, studies to back them at this current point. But I've, I've used green light effectively. Uh, interestingly enough, green light, as a side note, um, has the ability to dramatically reduce cellulite upon uh, radiation. Like So using green light on it, you can actually get the fat cells to, to dump out very quickly. And it has more of a pronounced effect on cellulite as opposed to if you have high-intensity red light where you overflood like uh, regular fat cells, you can get them to dra- drastically reduce themselves. But you also have to, you know, it's got to be intense due to the fact that it's got to be an overload situation to create thermolysis. So, but green light does it all by itself without any heat present, which is kind of cool, um, and also helps to repair the fascia. Now, yellow light's a little bit different because it will actually uh, dramatically help to reduce inflammation. Um, it's like it's almost like this. The full spectrum of light has a direct influence on certain proteins as well as elements within the body. And it's mostly like metalloprotein specific where the light activates and triggers these chemical reactions within the body. And the research has been slow, but when I started in light therapy, there was only 2,200 studies. Now there's over 8,000. So it's like it's being highly researched and, you know, slow to the presentation there's a lot of stuff that you know the public will not see for another two years uh, unless you're willing to pay 200 bucks to read a study (laughs) yeah so so i mean primarily if you've i mean if you've got the red the near infrared and the blue um you're kind of covering all the bases right well red and near infrared and red are phenomenal for helping to reduce pain uh, as well as any type of musculoskeletal issue in particular as well as wonderful organ as well as gland support to help them to detoxify clear themselves out 
Blue light's a little bit more higher on the spectrum in relation to certain things. I've used blue light effectively to help cure uh, psoriasis conditions, which in essence did not respond to drugs whatsoever. Because blue light, like we, they, they figured this out a while ago, they used to use kind of like um, babies that were born with jaundice, they, they put them into a, an incubator with UV uh, or violet light ultraviolet but the thing is they found out obviously you're you're kind of burning the baby's skin to do that but they found they could actually pull off the same thing using blue light so i've i've worked on babies who have had jaundice and it's like one to two exposures and it's like it's gone now of course i work in conjunction with a doctor but you know they don't know because they're not taught anything about light therapy um i've been in multiple hospitals university hospitals as well uh, teaching the staff on how how to utilize this this stuff safely and effective because there's not a lot of you know safety concerns in relation to because it's just light and it's low level it's not high powered that's the difference right right so um Uh, is there a, is there an area that you would like to address at this point because i'm I'm just kind of asking random questions. Um, one of the things that I've I've done differently than probably most of the people out there because um, I focus and I created protocols specific uh, in working with the dental. Now, it's it's one of these hidden things that more or less was never understood, except for a few researchers figured it out. The stress response in correlation with dental, um, your brain kind of prioritizes your back molars in relation to setting your posture and developing what they call proprioception or spatial orientation. So if you draw an imaginary line down the center of your body, look in a mirror, you'll notice one eye is more open, your shoulder side and your hip side on that side. What you're seeing are the implications of the dental causing nervous system imbalance. This has direct dysfunctional aspects in accordance to your posture. So you're going to end up with a mild form of scoliosis, which can become advanced because one side of your body cannot process trauma and or stress specifically. So I've developed protocols to help alleviate this, getting people standing back up straight, even like 80-year-olds, and so they don't have to wear a back brace or a cane. And it's amazing how quickly, once you get their, the kinks out of their body, in essence, standing up straight, you know, head up instead of head forward and pelvis rotated up and up and blocking the lymph nodes in the groin area. This is the underlying piece behind all of their lower body issues in relation to hip problems, knee problems, ankle problems, foot problems. I, I've even worked with long distance runners where they've had their arches fall, fallen, and we've got them back up. And, you know, their podiatrist is going, that's not possible. Well, you can argue with their body. Hmm. Wow. So, <clears throat> I, I, yeah. Not to not to mention helping, like like Penny said, uh, helping to reduce the calcification that's accumulated. Because as soon as your head goes forward and you're compressing the nerves and the thyroid, which is pretty much half the communication is from brain, but then the other half is from the spine. So when the head goes forward, you're compressing that, and that's why you know the. <laughs> The thyroid becomes oppressed, you start short breathing, the adrenals turn on, stay on, pancreas goes for a donut, and the sex glands say, you know, somebody throw me something down here because I'm starving out. 
the liver breaks down all the cholesterol and it feeds those, the glands in that aerical chain, first and foremost. And so how I approach is I facilitate, let's balance the nervous system, take the kinks out of the spine, and then give the organs and the glands the proper support to boost their function, turn on the mitochondria, and they start cleansing themselves. And it's like, it really, the lights don't care what the name of the disease is. Like we're donating energy to the body and the innate wisdom takes it and utilizes it once we remove the resistance. Wow. And um, you talk about, talk about TMJ. I'm sure that that's right in that area uh, of what you're talking well, about. Oh, yeah, TMJ, like I said, that's, that's just a symptom of what's going on in relation to if the occlusion is off from left to right. If the people touch on one side and then the brain says, I have to close the bite so that it can set your shoulder height and give you spatial orientation so that you know where you are uh, from a nervous system level. Well, the problem is it's like you're grinding that joint, and then when you go to sleep at night, you continue to grind it all night long. And so we can alleviate that stuff and also help to regenerate the joint specific. But TMJ creates a multitude of cascading problems down through the whole body. Like I have never once worked on somebody with peripheral neuropathy where they have a curve in their lower back. They just don't. Um, And same with uh, people who have Crohn's, IBS, they're all compressed in the lower thoracic uh, and it's, it's, it's weight-bearing directly on the nerves to go from the spine to run the digestive system. So it doesn't matter whether it's Crohn's, IBS, you, you, you name the gut issue. It's always there and apparent. So using light therapy to help energize, do it working with the dental to get their body standing back up straight, we reestablish the posture, and everything starts turning back on. And unkink all the hoses. Correct, yeah. Yeah, unkink all the hoses. I like that, Penny. Yeah. Um, so, um, and in now in your in your service, if if a person wanted to, um, you know, start getting light therapy, if they if they want to get equipment for themselves, um, you're there to help establish the protocol because right. I mean you can just you can go you can have a system but if you don't know how to really tune it in and use it and where and for how long and how often um, you could have you know maybe hit and miss results so what yep. you do then is you um, you find out what a person's needs are and then uh, and then design a protocol and recommend um, how to get that, what they need, out of the light system. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, what I, I used to do, I, I worked with a handheld laser, and the difference with a handheld laser as opposed to the system I use now, which is a pad system, um, there's two variances that I, I had to overcome. And the thing is, when I use laser, it's like you have to, have an intimate knowledge of your device and it's almost like your laser is the key and I'm looking for the keyholes in essence on the person's body and then once I find them and then it's like it's like you got to put the key in and then leave it there long enough till it actually opens up the lock and then you'll get a cascade response and you're working with the meridian system 
um, Chinese medicine, and then you're working with fascia, release points, trigger points, all of these things, which are very complex and difficult for the average person to find. But I used to teach this. And the thing is, when I graduated, and I do say graduated, to using um, LED path systems that go directly on the skin, not like these panel systems that they find in the gym and everyone thinks they're getting wonderful benefits. This goes directly in the skin, so it's the same therapeutic dosage every time, all the time. And that's why I've, I've stuck with this. I, my background's electronics technology, so it's like I totally understand how these things work, why they work, and all the physics and the parameters that are necessary to make them work. And so that's why I've, I've chosen and stuck with this system, even though I've had a multitude thrown at me <clears throat> in relation mm-hmm. to wanting people, people wanting me to adopt it and everything else. <clears throat> it just seems, you know, a, a little side note, like I had over 82 people from my two clinics that I worked on for like over an hour to sometimes an hour and a half trying to get results, which means a single one-point pain shift for that person you know, doing everything right <clears throat> and trying to get them back, you know, out, out of pain. And it's like some of these people, like I had over 86 people. I told them all when I first adopted using the LED pad systems where I'm now harnessing the power of 500 diodes, putting it on their body. And so I didn't do anything special. I did this thing as a trial run because I was, you know, in the light field, <laughs> the laser people don't usually get along well with the LED people, and I was one of them. But I ended up having to eat my own words because with what they did with the system, they took it from being a light bulb to a power flashlight. And so the more light sources you have, you create an exponential release of nitric oxide. So I had 49 people show up, 26 people that I put this on that I spent an hour or more and got hardly any results for them. Putting this on, I ended up getting 100% pain relief. And in some cases, it was permanent. Some people, it lasted three days. Some people lasted three weeks. I didn't know. Like, they would come back to me after the fact. But everyone got benefits, the whole group. The lowest point scale shift I got was three points, which I would have been ecstatic about after I'd worked on them for an hour and a half and only got a shift of one, if that. So I was a quick adopter of this, and I was like, and then I started doing research to figure out, well, why did this happen? Well, it's because of the fact you don't have to be super specific, this, that, whatever else. But I took what I knew in laser and I applied it to what this thing had to offer and made it very simplistic so that people can get fast, hard results up front. Because when you're in pain, you know, that's my first job. Let's get you out of that. Because I can't coach you on nutritional advice when your elbow is screaming out loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I had I, I was talking to somebody uh, last week and um, asked if they because I've had really great success with my very limited um, system. Um, asked you know it's like have, you know have you tried light therapy? And mm-hmm. the response which I didn't um, I didn't argue with because I don't really know. But the response was, oh, I can't have all, LEDs are bad for you. I can't have those on my body. 
I'm I'm sensitive to LED light. So I mean, how do you how how would you respond to that person who just kind of dismissed the whole thing because of what they believe about LED? I've it's kind of hard to answer that question due to the fact that it's like I've had people tell me it's like oh I've heard LEDs have lead in them I'm going uh, no they don't <laughs> it, yeah there's there's a lot of misinformation out there um, pretty much the diodes are set to produce you know whatever color it is or wavelength and when you put it on it's it's doing its job. Now, in the case where I've had people who were really, you know, kind of posturally locked up in certain ways, and it's like, yeah, if if they're, you know, got a lot of heavy metal overlay, and, you know, I've worked with a multitude of people with Lyme disease, and it's never just Lyme disease. You've got, like, three to four co-infections from a bacterial standpoint, and then you're also dealing with anywhere from one to three viruses on top of it. So they're probably one of the most complex people I've ever worked with. And on top of it, it's like they're highly reactive just to EMF, like a cell phone, or they get within 10 feet of a router and they start to vibrate. This is why I created the specific protocols to help relax, balance their nervous system, and get it draining first and foremost and stabilizing it so that they don't have those reactions. And it's, it's called the Herxheimer reaction. I don't like the word healing crisis because they shouldn't be in the same sentence. So, but yeah, that's that's why I've created the protocols and the approach that I do just so that we can expedite, you know, get them out of pain, get them moving forward towards, you know, achieving their, their healing goals. So you're, you're saying that you know, people that find that hypersensitivity to, to EMF and dirty electricity and all that stuff, that is because of something else that's out of balance that's um, well, they, yeah. They've amplifying heavy that. Metals. Yeah, heavy metals from their diet. And, of course, the more metals you have in your body, the more of an antenna you become. And, of course, that picks up on any EMF, like from cell phone, Wi-Fi, what have you, and that energy gets picked up like an antenna. And it has to go somewhere. So it gets shunted to the nervous system. Well, you aggravate the nervous system, it causes the muscles to contract, which means now your muscles are no longer like a, a sieve where things can pass through. It contracts and then it starts to collect. Now it just amplifies response. And the thing is, and this is a little known fact, but the more cell phone, Wi-Fi you're exposed to, in essence, you will aggregate in a 20-minute period, you can increase uh, candida fungal overgrowth by 300 to 400% in a 20-minute period. It, it's off the chart. And so, yeah, when you got metals, you're going to have fungus. It's, it's not if, it's when and how bad. And so we've got right. to deal with that. There's, once the fungus is present, it starts to produce endotoxins which further aggravates the nervous system and even causes the brain to go into inflammation. They can't think straight. And that overexcites the brain and the way it communicates to the body so that it actually becomes hypersensitive, period. So we, we, I approach it from the proper perspective. So it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this, and this is how we're going to approach it. And 
slowly bring them off the ledge. And some people, it can happen really fast. Other people, it takes a little longer. Just depending on your lifestyle choices and what have you. So. Mm. You know, and I, I, it's it's my understanding that even if you're really, really, you know, careful with the food that you eat and your food choices, just, you know, living in today's world, um, the heavy metals are in the air, uh, you know, from you know, from cars and uh, all of that. So even if you're careful with your diet, you can still get a heavy metal overload from our environment, right? Well, it, it's it's kind of – it's quite simplistic, to be honest. Um, it, it probably wouldn't be to the, the average person, but – it's like if you're contracted on the left-hand side and your pancreas is on that side, but you're also going to lose. Like once the sympathetic nervous system to close the bite cascades down the body, it shuts down peristalsis, which is the movement of food through your digestive system. So this is where your passive leaky gut is going to show up, and then your fungal issues, this, that, and then you start getting things passing into the bloodstream, and then you've got a full-on, you know, up to and including autoimmune conditions because that's really what it is and so I've, I've worked with people who have had autoimmune conditions and brought them off the ledge in less than three weeks and their blood panels all show up they're fine like they've had lupus you know whatever the flavor of the week is and it's all about getting that nervous system back turning the gut back on because of course without the gut feeds the nervous system in the brain and 75% of the communication from the bacteria in the gut is necessary for proper brain balance and everything else. So the whole thing goes sideways in a very orchestrated manner, but we have the ability to bring it all back at the same time. Like when somebody gets a head trauma, this is little little known to even researchers, you get a head trauma, within 72 hours, you'll have the same damage showing up in the gut. It's that fast. And the thing is, like... Yeah, and it's all done through what they call cytokines and chemokines, which are inflammatory calling cards to bring the immune system running. Well, the problem is if they get too high in the blood, it's not a matter of if you're going to be depressed, it's when and how bad. Because you can lose up to a third of your thinking brain uh, from microglial cells have the ability to be a neuron or an immune cell. So that's where the whole depression and anxiety thing starts to filter in. And it's all part of the wow. cascade in relation to the neurological imbalance. Wow. Obligated by the yeah. Brain. <laughs> I mean, this is really bringing in... Go ahead. It's right under your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is really bringing into focus the um, intricate interconnectedness of every part of your body. You know, you can't it's like, oh, well, this hurts, but it's not affecting anything else. It's just this localized thing. But I don't now I'm thinking that there's no such thing as just a localized no. thing because it does have a cascade effect. So, yeah, I am definitely going to be calling and consulting you for your recommendations because I, I want a light pad system really bad i mean i just really i have you know i've got i've got the handheld torches which are that have done me a world of good um but it it's it's just kind of like a it's a snack 
I want the whole full course meal. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. What lot, definitely. What What a lot of people don't understand is like, oh, I hurt here, but it's actually coming from somewhere else, whether it be your dental or an injury that you had from from way back when that has had a cascading effect. And the problem with most veterinarians, doctors, whatever, they treat what's hurting. They don't roll the dominoes backwards to figure out where it started and fix that problem. And if um, you don't go back and fix that problem, yeah, you can. the doctor can fix it for a little bit, but if you don't fix what started it, it's going to come back. Right, right. And I was, I was just going to... Um, um, ask you some questions now, Penny, so we can talk about how, I mean, this is the same principles, but you specialize in horse rehabilitation. So, um, and I'm just, I, I, I got to say that you and I have been friends all, I mean, our whole lives. We have been friends and I have just, I have watched you, you know, gain your mastery, but you've always been a horse whisperer. You know, I mean, I, way back when we met, I used to call you the, the horse fairy godmother because all of the, I mean, all of the broken down, desperate you know, horses that people were ready to throw away, you would bring them back to life and turn them into calendar horses. And now you've been, you've been using the light pad system for nine years and you've taken it light years beyond, um, what what I I mean anybody else that I know of is doing. So um, would you kind of you know explain um, how you how you would approach a horse? Let's just say you know because you get you get like these show horses that have been traumatized or injured, and and the people want you to fix them. So how would you approach a horse when you look at it and, and say a horse that's got um, multiple problems, what would you do? Well, I have to watch them move and kind of get in their energy field and see see where they are mentally, too, because they kind of go hand in hand. Horses are a little different than people. Uh, horses also, and animals, period, take in the light a lot faster than humans do. So you don't have to work on them as long. But what happens is the way these people ride and they think they can ride or, you know, they're doing this or doing that, they don't seem to understand that horses can step wrong and get something, you know, um, a subluxation, let's say, and they're back just like a human can. But they, they don't think that the horses ever break, that like they're going to be perfect all the time. So this one thing happens and then we talk about the cascading effect. So, so many people nowadays are injecting all the joints, let's say. Oh, well, we, we've got to inject the joint again. Well, that's just putting a little Band-Aid on it because that didn't start at the joint. It started somewhere else that caused that joint to go bad. So until we roll that back and, and fix the problem that started it to begin with, which could have started in the neck and cascaded back or in the pole, which is at the top of the horse's head, um, and this is where the balance that uh, the balance with the dental that Wes talked about, I implicated on the horses. It's a game changer. 
and uh, I have people come to me and, you know, I watch their horse go. I bring them in. I balance them. And if they have a specific area that's worse, after I balance them, I may work on that area a little more. They go out the next day. They have a whole different horse. And also using the lights, a lot of people get chiropractors to come out and work on the horse. You do that balance on that horse before the chiropractor comes and put that body into parasympathetic, which is the healing mode instead of the crisis mode where everything relaxes. They're going to adjust very easily, much more easily, let's say, and they're more likely to hold their adjustment. Wow. So tell us about some, um, you know, case history, some stories of what you've been able to accomplish. Well, I've gotten many horses in that are just in, I, I, call, them, I call them range rabbits. They're, they're just in disrepair mentally and physically. And uh, they'll come in and they have no life in their eyes. And, uh, and they're, they're, they're hurting from stem to stern because that cascade effect has happened and nobody has addressed any of it. So um, you can, you know, I do the balance on them. And having them in an environment that is quiet and peaceful is very important to them also. Uh, It's like going into a a mall, let's say, that's very, very busy and everybody's loud and and it kind of makes you a little nervous. Horses don't do well with that. They need to be in a quiet, safe environment first and foremost, and then I will do a balance on them. I also use the torch that you've talked about to do what you call photopuncture, which you can do with the torch. Instead of stimulating uh, a point with a needle, you stimulate it with the light. And there are different uh, charts for colic, for fear and anxiety, and I've had horses come in that have come out of kill pens, and that's the worst place a horse can end up. So psychologically, they're really out there. And I will use the torch uh, to do fear and anxiety. And you can watch them as you work on them just drop and release and go, oh, like they were able to let that go. Then you start wow. working on their body with the balance and, uh, and, and help release all this tension from the psychological stuff as well. Now, then you have specific things such as founder or colic or whatever. Now, I've worked on horses with the pad system that have are foundered, which is a, a condition in their feet where uh, they end up with toxins in their feet and their bone that's actually in their hoof starts to rotate downwards. It's very painful. There's inflammation there. And the horses have trouble walking or even standing. Some of them won't even stand up. And I've gone in and worked on these horses that wouldn't even lift one foot because it was too painful to stand on the other one. And did a 20-minute session with lights on them. And next thing you know, they can pick up both their feet because you've pulled the inflammation out. You've, you've got the circulation going, got more blood flow, more oxygen, and so on, and a lot of the things that Wes just explained going on. Um, and in, in colic incidences, there are certain places in the horse where you can lay these pads that get 
that relax the gut system uh, because they cramp up and things can't pass through and, and uh, horses cannot throw up. Everything has to go out the back end. So if we have kinks in the hoses and nothing's going out the back end, we got problems. So yeah. by using these lights, you can relax the gut, get things moving again, and pull them out of colic and save yourself a $500 vet bill. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And all the, I mean, all the, all the, the, the worry, uh, you know, I mean, I had colic with both of my horses and, um, you know, I just, I, I wish that that was, I mean, that was a long, long time ago. So, you know, the lights weren't available, but yeah, I know that's, I mean, for any, anybody in the, in the listening audience that, that has horses, that works with horses, um, yeah, colic is is a terrifying thing, but if you've got the light system, it's no big deal. Yeah, all, and in, it, in all it, animals, say what? And this 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 whole well, all animals don't colic. Horses colic, but um, these lights will work on all animals as well. I've worked on my iguana. I've worked on my doves my cats, my dogs, um, you can use these lights on anything. And you can't really do, they're pretty idiot proof. You can't really hurt anything with them for the most part, which is the beauty of them. Yeah. Yeah. And And then the more you understand about, you know, how to really get the most out of it, um, you know where to put it and how to you know where to start those kind of things and um yeah and it before we're done here tonight i'm going to be giving out information so people can t- contact you and Wes for any kind of consultation um but would you you know tell us some some more stories about about horses um i think there's one horse named general that that you helped? Yes. We, we, we at Riverbend here adopted General as a whole, uh, the, the woman that I work for, myself, and some of the boarders. We took him on. He came from a rescue. We uh, fostered him for the rescue. And I said, give me your, your worst horse and let us take him and we'll re- rehabilitate him. He was a thoroughbred race horse who had a knee injury and had just given up. He just stood in his stall with his head down. He had no life in his eyes, and he really didn't care if he lived or he died. Within two days of being here, he would start to talk to me. His eyes brightened up, and and he was very underweight, too, when we got him because the racehorses are fed a lot of drugs, and, of course, you never know when you get them (laughs) what they've had. They go through a drug crash, and a lot of times it'll kill them. So... General had just gone through his drug crash as well. Uh, so we implemented, uh, implemented the light system, uh, doing the balance and proper feed, uh, you know, non-GMO, and, and getting the horse clean. You know, what you put in is what you get out. Uh, poop in, poop out, so to speak, I always say. Right. Um, so with a multitude of things, within 10 months, General was a whole different horse. He looked like a whole new horse. 
he acted like a whole new horse, and we were able then to adopt him out to a a good home, and he was whole again. Aww. And, and that was one case. I've I've had people bring me horses to rehabilitate that have come from kill pens that are psychologically not doing very well and bodily they're not doing very well either. And I've, I've used the lights for all of these different different things that, that go on with them. And then there are specific things. You have a horse that's foundering, a horse that's colicking, a horse that has had a, a tendon injury. And you can heal you can heal with the lights you can get something to heal you know way faster than normal horses that get tendon injuries can be stall bound for almost a year depending on whether it's a ligament a tendon or um you know a suspensor a suspensory injury will take a very long time and the horse has to stay in a stall because if they go out and they happen to run around they'll re-injure themselves well, you can get these injuries to heal so much faster using these light pads uh, than you could normally. And it's, 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 I call them magical. They're just magical. <laughs> what about um, Stacy's horse? Well, Stacy was a friend of mine that I grew up riding horses with, and she called me one day in tears. Her horse had navicular, which is... Uh, it's in the foot, <clears throat> and it involves a navicular bone, which is hard to go into when I can't display what I'm talking about. But at any rate, the vets, the vets were saying, oh, you have to do this, this to this, and, that, and, and this different modality, and that different modality, which all cost several thousand dollars. It's very expensive to do. And, and they also told her that her horse would never be a show horse again. And I said, no, that's not true. I said, you're not doing this, and we're not doing that, and I want you to get a pad system, and you do this every day, and within, uh, like, three months, the horse had turned around and, and was sound. It became sound way quicker than that. It was a gradual thing, but uh, several months later, Stacy said, I can't believe it. My horse is totally sound, and... And she will be able to go back into the show ring again and did not have to have all of these things that kind of chicken noodle soup them along and don't, isn't rolling the dominoes backwards to take care of the problem that started it to begin with. Wow. Wow. And Stacy was so elated. She had a couple of friends and Stacy lives, uh, I'm in Florida. She's in Connecticut now. And she had two other friends. One had a, a very bad injury on her horse, and she bought a pad system and got that to heal so much faster. And by getting it to heal faster, you have less likelihood of infection. And by using the lights, you can, you know, the blue lights and and the red lights, keep the infection out, get it to heal fast. And uh, so she had two other people that that she had spoken to and said, uh, shared what what had happened with her horse, and we bought pad systems to help their horses, and wow. had great results as well. And and so, Wes and I both are very happy to help anybody on an individual basis, depending on what their animal or their self is. Wes is the human person; I'm the horse person. I don't do people. 
Uh, but at any rate, you know, to call us on an individual basis and say, this is what's going on, how, how do you suggest I take care of this? And, and we will coach them through it without a problem. Wow. It's just, you know, it is so wonderful to have, um, you know, not only this, this, this technology, but uh, because it's so effective, but to have, you know, generous and, and kind-hearted, compassionate people that are willing to, to share, you know, your, your knowledge. So um, I think this would be a good time to give your, your contact information. And I know for you, Penny, the best way to get a hold of you um, is through Facebook, yeah, is that what you had said? And so yeah. you just you just go to Facebook and put in Penny Menno. Yes, and because my name is is not very common, I'm usually the only one. I've been the only one that comes up. I'm very easy to find on Facebook, and they can uh, message me, uh, private message me, and uh, I, I will be happy to uh, accommodate them. Okay, so um, obviously Penny. P-E-N-N-Y, and your last name, Menno, M-E-N-O. So that is you, correct. You know, so you can find Penny on Facebook. And, I mean, especially, I mean, if you are um, a horse owner, uh, a even a vet, a veterinarian, um, anybody that has the desire to make a horse healthy again or to help others to do that, um, I, I'm sure that that um, you have some wonderful uh, tips, options, and uh, suggestions for them. And um, and Wesley, your uh, the best way to contact you. Um, you can also contact me through Facebook. Um, I I'm I'm from Canada, uh, but it's just Wesley W E S L E Y Burwell. B-U-R-W-E-L-L. Um, but I also have two pages. Like I have um, Wesley Burwell Energetic Presentations as well as uh, Awakenings Wellness Center. Uh, so I have got pages. Uh, but, you know, they can feel free to contact me just directly to my personal. Uh, my email address is awakenings, with an S, wellness, at outlook.com. And I think you have my phone number. But it's a Canadian phone number, so if you don't have international calling, um, you can kind of text me, and then we can set up a time. But best best mm-hmm. to connect by email first and foremost, and then that way I can we can coordinate a call, what have you. So, but yeah, it's five one nine five five zero seven nine six nine. Okay, all right. So um, we will repeat that before we sign off tonight, but. Um, I also wanted to ask, there was a lot of information um, on this video that's on our show description page. You know, so if you go to go come back to Blog Talk Radio and Starseed Radio Academy, this show description is going to stay up there. So you can click on the Light Therapy Overview. And, boy, that is one of the best videos I've ever seen as far as education and just really eye-opening so I, I highly recommend that, um, you know, 
pick your time. It's an hour long, so pick your time and just sit down and and watch the whole thing. Is it's very uh, it's very exciting, and I mean you cover a myriad of health issues. There was a lot on there about you know the heart and cardiovascular system, and also um, you know the, the urinary system, um, fibromyalgia. Um, arthritis, I'm sure, you know, headaches, migraines, and besides you know, the health aspects, um, the it also stimulates uh, collagen project production. So that has, you know, cosmetic beauty applications, um, you know, uh, with your hair, with your face, with your, you know, I mean, weight loss. As you were kind of mentioning a little bit about the about the green light and cellulite, but isn't, I mean, even the the red light and near-infrared light also have the ability to um, get the cells to release the excess. Um, well, one of the things well, that I've, I've had many, many people ask me this question in relation to this, this system in particular, like, is this going to help me with weight loss? And so... It's, it's more of an indirect answer due to the fact that it's like, okay, if, if I can get your posture back up and I can, I can get, you know, the kinks, kinks that are affecting your pancreas calm down and get the inflammation out of your pancreas, then your blood sugar can regulate. Well, then the body's going to go through and start losing weight in and of itself. Like, I've, I've guided many people on, on how to do that, but like I said, this, this does not have the intensity uh, like they use high intensity red light panels primarily to shrink fat, but then they also put you on a workout program all at the same time. This does not have the potential to do that, but I've worked with many people who have, you know, followed doing the balance and things like that and then working the glands and getting the organs back up and functioning. And losing weight is just a byproduct thereof because once you calm ah. the thyroid, and get the adrenals back into regulation and the, and the gut starts working properly, then the weight starts falling off. It's just, it's, it's a successive thing. Uh, it's not a point and click type of deal as, as opposed to some of the other things that I've, I've actually developed. Um, but it's just, this, this is all serving in many, many ways. Um, just, yeah, it's, like I said, I, I would never brag it up as a weight loss tool specific, uh, but I've worked with people who have, you know, one woman in Calgary, she went from like uh, 280 pounds, uh, she went down to like 100 and, 140, um, and she had a lot of skin flap left over. So uh, I told her, I said, just use the lights. I said, it'll help, the body will, will help to reabsorb, get rid of the stretch marks, as well as all the, all the skin flap, because she lost all that weight, but the skin had been stretched out so bad, it rejuvenated the skin completely, and it's like she had no stretch marks, no anything. Now, wow. that took about six months, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it has the potential to do that, but as I said, I, I, I never got into the weight loss aspect of things. My, my job to me was get them out of pain and keep them on the side of the dirt. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. yeah. So that's that's just kind of a um, a natural result when you have the body balanced. Correct. Yes. So okay. Um, 
Let's see, well, I'm just before we, we, we do have a little time here, um, I just want to say for anybody that is listening live, um, if you have a question for, for Wesley or Penny, you can call in. Um, if you're listening on the computer, dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1 so that we know you have a question. If you're already on the switchboard, uh, just try pressing 1 and see if, uh, and I think you might have to do that as soon as you call in, but if you do have a question, um, now is your chance uh, before we wrap up for the evening. So I just want to put that out there. So, um, I know Penny, you said that you have used your light pads on a variety of animals, and they yeah. all... Would you say that they they all respond, you know, kind of on an equal basis? Yes, they respond. It doesn't matter what species you're talking. No, they all respond, you know, very well uh, to the lights. And as I said earlier, they don't require as much light. And I and I think it's because they don't have the resistance that people people are always skeptical about things, and animals aren't. So I, right. I think that's Part of, part of the reason. Animals have zero ability to demonstrate the placebo effect. It either works or it doesn't um, because there's no consciousness influence in relation to it. It's like they just want to get better. Like when a horse gets injured, it doesn't wander around its stall saying, how am I going to put my kids through school? How am I going to pay for groceries next week? And it's the stress response with humans, which obviously complicates and can even reduce your, your immune system function by up to 70%. Like that's science. That's not me just saying it. So, wow. yeah, animals, it, I'm going to share this really quickly with you. Like, um, years ago, my nephew, I was, I was down in Texas visiting him, and he had a huge aquarium. Like, it was like 200 gallons, and he had a, um, a four-foot green moray eel, and this thing ended up getting a, a parasite infection. And he called the guy who he got it from and everything else, and this guy had been doing this for 20-some years, and he said, I'm sorry, man. He goes, once once they get that parasite infection, he goes, they're dead. And I said, okay, well, let's try let's try the lights on him. So I put the pad up to the side of the tank, and the moray came right up and parked himself in front of it. And then he would sit there for about two to three minutes, and then he'd turn around and do the other side. And <laughs> he was helping us to treat him. And we did two sessions on him, and the parasite infection completely disappeared. And now he's currently about almost eight feet long and living in the Houston Aquarium. You can go see him. Wow. <laughs> in, down in Houston, Texas. So, yeah, it, it saved, saved its life. And, the, and the, the guy came back and looked at it, and he goes, like, what do you guys do? Like, <laughs> goes, nothing survives that. So we just showed him the lights, and he's like, okay. So he bought a system right there on the spot and started treating all his fish in the store. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and you know what? The innate intelligence of, you know, non-human species, he knew. It's it, like it he knew immediately like that, yeah, that this was, that was good awesome. for him, and he he got nuzzled right up next to it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't think of fish as being highly conscious, but – he he was conscious enough to know how to help himself. Wow. And, of course, I, I mean... Cool. We're, just, yeah, we're just light and sound, so it is what it is. And, and yeah. you know, when I work on the horses, they're the same way. Now, 
when I go to a horse and I'm putting these strange things, I show them first and I'm going, this is what this looks like. This is what it looks like turned on. And you're going to feel some energy move through your body. And sometimes at first they're a little like, oh, that feels a little funny. And then they just drop and it's like, oh, this feels so good. And they just relax and they love it. Wow. Wow. So then, and then the next time you do it, they're like raring to go. Yes, absolutely. They, they, they really respond to it well. And I've, I've been able to help so many horses with this modality and, you know, I, I want to back up a little bit and say I wasn't by any means bashing veterinarians. They, they are trained to treat the problem, and some of them roll the dominoes backwards and some of them don't, but this is what they've learned in school. And, and um, alternative modalities was not something they learned in school. So I'm, I'm not saying by any means don't call your vet or this is, uh, it, it, it's 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 just a, a very great tool. You can do a lot of things with it, but I'm not saying if you think you need to call your vet, by all means, too. Well, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just now just popped it. So um, you know, I have two dogs, and they have developed an allergy, so that if they happen to get bitten by one flea they go into a huge, you know, misery thing. Uh, would this help with that allergy so they would be more resistant? I've Actually, I've developed a protocol specifically for allergies and addictions because, quite honestly, an allergy and an addiction is kind of the same thing. The only difference is the brain has wired itself to... Uh, capitalize off the allergic response and that's what you call an addiction so you have to kind of bring it from an addiction back to an allergy and then eliminate it but um, yeah I, I can share that stuff with you in relation to helping deprogram their nervous system so they don't respond and or react to it yeah and would you say that I mean the lights are more effective when they're right on the skin as well, opposed to, yeah, you know, six inches, 12 inches away. Well, that's that's one of the problems with all these panel systems that are out there. Um, they tell you it's like you can stand six inches to 12 inches away and you're going to get a therapeutic dosage. Well, yes and no. But the thing is, if you stand too close for too long, then you can put yourself into what they call accommodation, which means the body will pretty much it's almost like a bell curve. It, the, the benefits go up, they maximize, and unfortunately the human body doesn't have the ability to kind of just disconnect while it's charging. Um, if you continue to pour light to it on and beyond the point, then your benefits start to drop off very rapidly. So you've effectively wasted your time. Now, if you go even beyond further, well then now you're distressing the cell tissue out and then you have the propensity and you really got to get a, got to go out of your way um, and you can actually cause the tissue to start kind of shutting down or, or causing the problems. But with this system, like I said, it defaults at 20 minutes. Um, some people have to go 30 to 40 minutes depending on how much fat layer we have to go through and what it is we're trying to address specific. Cause I'm trying to fix a, you know, like somebody who's got a hip ball and socket issue, labral tear, what have you, then we've got to leave it on a bit longer 
just to be able to get the energy down to where we want the action to happen. So that's part of part of what I train people. Like if we got a skin issue, we're looking at like you know five to seven minutes. Or if I'm trying to regrow hair, you know, you don't really need any more than ten minutes to stimulate the follicles and what have you. But if I'm working on a brain, obviously I have to leave it on there for twenty to thirty minutes to get through. So is it going to stunt my hair growth? No. Is it going to help to increase it? No. Just because of the fact that we've blown over the limit in relation to the follicles, but we're trying to get the brain to wake up and start working properly. So, you know, you don't really care what your hair looks like if, if you can't remember where you left your keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, first things first. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> that's so true. That's <laughs> Say that again. I said, that one's going to have a little staying power with me. I'm going to giggle about that later, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it, it sounds to me that this is, I mean, especially for starseeds, which is, you know, our audience and our, our community, our starseed people who were designed to to need more silica, which is, light in the first place. So I think that um, starseed people would respond even better to to the light. I mean, I, and for me, I mean, it, it even after I give myself a, a treatment with the torch, uh, the next day my mood is improved. You know, my ability to handle pressure and all that, it's greatly improved. Mm-hmm. So, and now that I've heard, you know, I've heard this, light therapy overview video and once again i really want everybody to click on that and listen to it and um educate yourself but yeah i've and after i've listened to that it's like okay then i'm not imagining that when i after a light treatment the next day i've got a much better outlook Well, and that's the thing. It's like those the cytokines and chemokines. Like when somebody has a, an acute injury, like say you injure your knee or your back, and it's like the longer you stay in pain, or the more the body will actually wire itself so that you will experience pain with less stimulus. And so it gets to the point where it's like if you just touch the skin on the person's knee, they shudder in pain. And it's it's you're you're not imagining this. It's it's exactly what the body biologically will do. But the thing is we have to engage the parasympathetic nervous system. And once we do, then it's almost like a reboot to the nervous system and the brain communication pathways. It's like stepping on a piece of glass on the beach. You're going to walk on the outside of your foot. Well, do that for three days. Your nervous system has just wired itself for you to walk that way and pretend it's normal. But it's, you're forcing the rest of the, the whole symmetry to compensate. And right. then you've got some serious problems going on because it's going to go from your foot to the back of your head. Um, and so when we do the balance, like that's why I created this, to help give neuroplasticity back to the body and we can reprogram it. I've worked on people with have had fibromyalgia for like you know, 15, 20 years. I did one session on them, did the balance, and it's like it's gone. Wow. Wow. So is there a particular acupressure point for the parasympathetic to to stimulate that or is it not quite that simple um 
Well, there's there's a, a few points down the body, but the primarily the primary is the jaw because you know it, it all goes back to the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, when you're stressed, you clench, and part of the problem that we face, and I do like a two-hour talk on this in relation to how do we get here, um, eating processed foods and what have you, the lower mandible did not develop to the right width or length. And so that's why most people, their, their jaw goes up on an angle, and this causes excessive undue course in relation to the pterygoid muscles, which is kind of just below the TMJ. And, of course, the blood supply that runs to the jaw uh, and, and the teeth vitality is being pinched off. So when you're clenching, you're doing this all night long while you're lying in bed. And that's part of the problem. It's like it just it's like a snowball rolling down the hill. Once it's locked in, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the older you get, the more torque the spine becomes. So when we can do a, a stop interrupt on that and utilizing this technique as well as the lights, we can turn things around like very quickly. And so that's that's all part and parcel. Like every one of your teeth sits on a major meridian for your body. Like your front teeth, top and bottom, are kidneys and bladder. So if you're missing one of those and or you've had a, a crown or whatever else put on it, think of your teeth as like piano keys. It's the only place where bones of your body actually are able to be exposed to the environment. Now, this was made on purpose by our, you know, by the creator in essence. It's like you speak evil words, you vibrate the piano keys, and all the strings are the meridians attached to those, which go directly to the organs, the tissues, everything else. So, you know, I'm not trying to get too esoteric here, but it's, it's all entangled. You can't have one without the other. How you think and how you feel has direct implications in real time on how the tissue is going to function. And because the tissue still has, is bound by physical law, it has a certain degree of compensation. And once you push it past its limit, it cannot compensate. And so it's all about counterbalancing that parasympathetic and sympathetic response. Sympathetic contracts, parasympathetic relaxes. You have to have and regain full control over both of those things, which I call responsibility. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm definitely going to be calling you and um and coming up with uh, a protocol because i am i mean i love my my little torches my handheld things uh but i i know that that's just there's so much more that so much more improvement i could do if i had you know i mean you're like one of the light pads has got how many diodes well, the smallest one they have has 90 diodes on it. Um, the largest one they have has 264. So you can do a lot with that because that's one of the things that after I, I did my pilot study in my clinics uh, with these people that it's like they did a – I found it in the University of Colorado where they did uh, 60 diodes in an array. They put it on tissue, and then they – pulled the blood, checked the plasma for nitric oxide, and they had a 7.5% increase. So they thought, okay, well, they'll double it to 120. They put 120 on, and then they repeated that, pulled the blood, checked, and they found instead of it going from 7.5 to 15, which, you know, double the diodes, should be a linear response, double, double the benefit, up to 15% nitric oxide. It didn't do that. It went to 25.5. That's exponential. 
And yeah. that's what answered my question, why these people got uh, such significant pain relief in a 20-minute session that I couldn't pull off in an hour. So, yeah. Right, Big right. Difference. Oh, oh this, is, this is exciting. So um, before we sign off here, I just want to repeat, um, you can connect with Penny Menno, M-E-N-O, on Facebook, and also um, Wesley Burwell, B-U-R-W-E-L-L. Your Facebook is um, Awakenings Wellness. Well, they can and that's contact also- me just directly. Yeah, just directly to my personal page. That's absolutely fun. Okay. Um, yeah. And and your email is awakeningswellness at outlook.com, right? Yeah. It's make okay. sure you, they don't forget the S, awakenings wellness. Right. Awakenings, plural, wellness at hotmail.com. Or, no, you know, no, find no. them on Facebook. Outlook. It's outlook.com. Yeah. Outlook. What did I say? <laughs> okay. Outlook.com. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I said hotmail. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Outlook.com. Okay. Well, you know, I could I could keep talking to you two for much much longer, but I think we're about ready to sign off, and um, this this show will be available in the archives uh, tomorrow, actually within an hour. So, for those who want to, um, you know, download it, listen to it, but get click that link on the show page and watch the video. Um, it is. It is a real eye-opening, educational, uh, truthful presentation. So I so appreciate both of you. And, Penny, you know I love you forever. Um, and and I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy that you both could come on tonight and share this and thank information. You so much for, thank you so much for having us. We really, we really enjoyed doing this. Yes, thank you. Oh. It was a pleasure and an honor. So thank you. Oh, it, it, so much for us as well. So maybe we'll do it again sometime because I know we only really kind of scratched the surface and tried to give as much information in a short period of time. So maybe we will have to do this um, part two at another time. Okay. So much love to both of you and thank you so much. Thank and you so everyone. Much. You're welcome. Thank you. So we will be back um, two weeks from tonight. And until then, make sure you hold gratitude in your heart and give compassion instead of judgment. Until next time, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 